Ongoing, long-running, never-ending, whatever adjective you want to use, uh, thing where I talk about a band's discography. Is it a podcast? I don't know. Whatever it is, it's happening again right now. I'm going to do today. Uh, I've, I've talked about before. I talked about this. I, I did Saigon Kick. I went through Saigon Kick's discography some time ago. And I said, uh, I think I said, I don't know, there were, there were three bands in the 90s for me that, that uh, defined the music, uh, that defined me musically in the 90s. Saigon Kick was one. Um, there's another one that I'm going to do, which you can probably figure out. And today, this one for me, The Goldfinger. I was a huge Goldfinger fan uh, from, well, I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, for me, the, the Goldfinger, there were other bands I liked, but that it started earlier in the 80s. But of, of new bands that came out uh, later, Goldfinger was top three for sure. And I'm going to talk about them today. I'm going to I'm going to run through their discography today. Uh, I discovered Goldfinger in... Before I start that, I'll go back... Uh, now, which order should I do this in? No, I'll, I'll talk about it. I discovered Goldfinger in 1996, their first... Their first real album came out in 1996. They had done a demo, which I only went back uh, later and found out, so I don't count that. Um, but I, I discovered Goldfinger in 1996. A friend of mine, good friend Pete, was uh, was always playing them in his car, and uh, so I got into them too. Before there was Goldfinger, there was... Uh, I'll talk just very quickly and very briefly. I don't have much to say. After I get into Goldfinger, uh, I guess it was about 99, I... I uh, the, the John Feldman and Kelly, Kelly and Mew from Goldfinger were in a band before Goldfinger called Electric Love Hogs. I, I ended up buying that CD on eBay, I think in 1999. I got uh, the Electric Love Hogs CD. It was produced by Tommy Lee. So I thought, ah, this is going to be something that's really great. It's produced by Tommy Lee. I was a, a big Motley Crue fan at, the, at that time. Not so much anymore. And uh, so it was John Feldman, the the guitarist, songwriter, and, and guitarist, singer, and main guy in Goldfinger, Kelly Lemieux, was in was in Goldfinger later, but I thought Electric Love Hogs is going to be great. I bought it from eBay. One of the very first things that I ever bought from eBay, possibly the first, I don't remember, but uh, I bought the Electric Electric Love Hogs CD. I thought it sucked. I, I just didn't have any interest in it at all. I guess maybe because it didn't sound like Goldfinger, which I have no problem with that, but um, I'm not going to talk about that today because I really don't know it. I listened to it a couple of days ago. I thought about it for the first time in ages and I listened to, uh, I tracked down a couple of songs and just listened to it briefly. Still don't like it now. There, it seemed like a, a very 90s band which can be good or bad in this case, bad. So Electric Love Hogs. Electric Love Hogs. Why do I have such a hard time saying now that band's name? So they, they turned into eventually kind of Goldfinger. So I got into Goldfinger, their first album. Was, was this one. This is the debut Goldfinger album, the self-titled that came out in, uh, at some point in 96. I don't know when, but I just remember it. For me, the summer of 96 was about Goldfinger and another album by another band, which I'll do in another episode later. 
Maybe you'll know, but uh, 96 for me was all about Goldfinger. When, when I first heard this, the, the first thing I thought was the, the drum sound really, really weird, especially this, the snare drum. It sounded, it, it was like popcorn or something. It, it really had a, not bad, it, it was a very, very distinct, uh, maybe the first such a distinct snare drum since um, Justice for All had a, a very odd drum sound. And maybe Alex Van Halen always had a, a cool drum sound. So here in your bedroom, of course, if you, if you know anything about Goldfinger, or if you don't know anything about Goldfinger, you probably know uh, here in your bedroom if you're a music fan. So my friend Pete, uh, I guess he heard here in your bedroom, they were playing it on 102.1 CFNY, which was a station that I never listened to at that time, or really at any time. But he listened to them and they were playing Goldfinger here in your bedroom. And he loved it and he told me about it and we, we always listened to it in his car in 96. And then I guess he got the album first or the tape or something, I don't know. We were listening to it in his car and I didn't like it at first. I remember this band totally sounds like Green Day. And which, again, that's not such a bad thing. I liked Green Day. It can kind of sound like an insult or cool if you say this band sounds like whatever band. But I thought, wow, they really sound like Green Day. Green Day had been around for a few years at that point. They had a, you know, they were up-tempo, I hate the term, but pop-punk, if you want to call it that. Uh, kind of very fast, energetic music with uh, a little bit more, in Goldfinger's case, heartbreaking lyrics. G Green Day's lyrics, at least at that time, were more uh, kind of funny. Um, anyway... So, so I ended up buying this album. Just it took me a while. It took a while for this one to grow on me, but I did buy it. And you know, I'm going to tell you: forget about uh, the first Van Halen album. Forget about Pearl Jam 10. Forget about Appetite for Destruction. This is the best debut album ever. Uh, and I, I don't know if I'm serious or not. Maybe, maybe I am a little bit. This is, uh, man, what an album this is. And it's the debut too, which makes it more, you know, you give it more focus. And I've talked before, a band's first album can be the one that nobody ever wants to let go and they judge them against that, like Pearl Jam and like Guns N' Roses. And it can also be forgettable garbage, like, I shouldn't say garbage, but maybe like, uh, I've used this example before. I never liked the first Red Hot Chili Peppers album. I didn't like it at the time it was out. I didn't like it years after I got into them, and I don't really like it now. This one, uh, man, oh man, th this is just an unbelievable album. Every song is great. This this album I listen to constantly in '96. Uh, I'll talk about as I go through these my um, my favorite songs, uh, song or songs from the album. This 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 album, in addition to um, to having the, the the really peculiar drums, especially the snare drum sound, which I love, and I remember my friend. Uh, Helio Noguera, if, if he watches this, he might remember this, because I, I lent this to him, or I told him about him, about, I told Helio about uh, Goldfinger, and he listened to him and he said, what's with the drums? He, he thought it was a weird sound. I think he didn't become a Goldfinger fan, but he probably remembers that I was a, a big Goldfinger fan. So it had uh, the drum sound, a lot of horns on this album, there was horns on, uh, what, uh, I think only a day... Um, I can't remember. I, I'm not going to go through every song and uh, and say which has which has horns, but they they were kind of ska punk, uh, pop punk, whatever. Uh, a little bit more aggressive on this album, I think, than they were on the other albums. I think I think John's John Feldman's vocals were were um, a little bit more aggressive on this one. 
and I'll talk more about him as about John Feldman as I continue. But this album is just incredible. My favorite song on this one, ah, there, there's um, there, there's a few that I like them all. There's a few that were never my favorite. But I would say about eight of these that at some point could have been my favorite. Here in your bedroom is it's obviously it's their signature song. Maybe Mabel is their signature song live, but Here in Your Bedroom was their hit, although they had one later on the next album. Um, I, I don't think I ever got sick of Here in Your Bedroom. I've said this before. It's kind of uncool to say that the the hit is your favorite song from an album, but I wouldn't be exaggerating if I said Here in Your Bedroom was, was my favorite. One of them for sure. I never got tired of it. I would say the first four songs, Mind's Eyes Stay, Here in Your Bedroom, and only a day, those all, all, I don't know if one is any better than the other. King for a day, making plans to rule the world. Uh, I also love Mabel. Mabel is kind of maybe their, their signature live song. I don't know if they, they still do Mabel as a big, everybody used to come on stage. I don't know if they still do that. No, 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 no. My favorite, I think, is Miles Away. How deep is your love? How deep is the ocean? How deep is the sea? And how deep is my love? That song is one minute and I need more light here. One minute and 36 seconds or one minute and 56 seconds. Yeah, Miles Away might, might be my favorite on this one. Again, uh, Appetite for Destruction, suck it. This, this, uh, this beats you. I'm not sure about that, but man oh man did I ever listen to this in, uh, in 1996. Now, it's hard to, when, when you have an album that's so good, or, or that, that people like so much, it's, it's very hard to go anywhere but down, right? Again, I think of Guns N' Roses or uh, Pearl Jam, I would say, didn't go down. Uh, you know, expectations are high. So for me, when the next one came out, which was uh, in 97, this was Hang Ups, I don't think I, I had heard any songs from this before the album was released. So when this came out, I bought it, and I think heard the album for the first time, the, the, the whole thing, uh, all songs were new. Better than, than the first album. This is like, uh, who else did that? Maybe like, uh, as much as I loved, um, I talked about this again with Saigon Kick, maybe as much as I loved Water by Saigon Kick, and you think it's impossible to like something better, and then Devil in the Details came out. The first Goldfinger record was so great, and then this came out. This, uh, I, I'm gonna say this is one of my top ten albums ever by any band. Uh, I've said before, my top 10 albums are maybe 20 or 25, but no joke. I, there are not too many albums I can think of that I like better or that I listen to more than Hang Ups. This was more, um, I, I think a little bit more, I think it had more horns on it. It was maybe a little bit more ska and less punk, although it, it, it did still have a really good mix of, of both of those styles or both of those genres. But this is an absolutely perfect album. I would say, you know, this is for me, like Among the Living, Anthrax, and Master of Puppets, and Rain and Blood, and Power Slave, Shout at the Devil, um, and this, and a few others, I'm sure. Not, of course. Uh, th this one, it's better than, as good as any of those, it's up there. I, I don't like having an official list because I don't want to contradict myself. Everybody loves on the internet to find uh, contradictions. And I, I listen to this constantly, just nonstop. This this was the perfect album at the perfect time. The thing that made this amazing for me is I was 27 when this came out. I've been listening to music at this point for 22 years. I got Kiss Alive 
1975 when I was five or six years old. And the more time that passes, it gets harder for these things. I've talked about this many, many times. It's harder for, for music or movies or books or people or anything to have an impact on you. Think of how, how much of an impact, impact this had on me for me to say that it's one of my top 10 albums ever. Um, again, every song that I'm, this is, I'm not kidding. Any, any song in this, probably at some point, every single song was my favorite. Superman was a, I guess a pretty big hit for Goldfinger. Uh, it was on, I guess later it was on a, a Tony Hawk. Uh, I don't know anything about Tony Hawk or it was on some Tony Hawk. I don't know if it was in a, a, a skateboard game or a soundtrack, but Superman was a, a pretty big hit. I think they, they kind of did some talk shows and they did Superman. Oh, how can I pick a favorite? I can't. Uh, I'll talk a little bit. Uh, Superman, my head. Where are you now? I want to talk to you. Uh, if only, if only I were taller, if I had a million dollars. That's a great song. That, that reminded me of, uh, was it that one? If only, if only I was taller, if I had a million dollars, maybe then you'd be with me. Very strange. It reminded me of Bare Naked Ladies a little bit. Just, uh, it didn't sound like a Bare Naked Ladies song, but to me it had the same kind of innocent childlike vibe. So yeah, If Only is just a fantastic song. This Lonely Place, I've Been Around, This Lonely Place was a great song. They did a video for that that sucked. I think Goldfinger's videos were, for me, mainly not very good, but just incredible. 20 Cent Goodbye, kind of an outdated song now. Nobody puts 20 cents in a payphone because there are no payphones. Went out today to try and call you. I guess you didn't to try and find you, I guess you didn't recognize my call. The lady on your end said you said you got caller ID. Well, I'm feeling sorry that you've been woken up so much. Anyway, outdated now. Now you just pick up your phone and you don't put 20 cents in and everybody has caller ID. But 20 cent goodbye could could be one of my favorites. Um, what was it? Was it uh, maybe, uh, see, I think it was going back to if only. It had a heavy part, which continued... I think I'll talk about that. There was at least one Goldfinger song, I think, on every album. It was really, really heavy. It was basically metal. I think it was If Only. Then maybe I'd see you. Yeah, it's If Only. Very heavy, that part. Uh, question. You got some question about your life. You don't know how you'll ever make it through. Uh, you try so hard, but it's all you got. That's a, that's a great song. Great riff in that one. Disorder. That's a, that's a, very punky song. Carlita might be my favorite. The guy, uh, I don't know anything about Fishbone, so I can't remember the guy's name, but the, the guy from Fishbone, is it Angelo Moore? Some some guy from Fishbone sang, I think, on, on Carlita. Um, well, after today, I'm not going to sing. I'm not going to sing every song. I'm not even going to talk every song. I'm not going to sing any song. Carlita had ah, an incredible song, Too Late. Um... That was, I think that was the one about John Feldman wrote about his father, the relationship with his father, which he wrote about again on uh, Open Your Eyes later, Dad. Uh, I need to know a little bit, not not a ballad, but kind of a, a nicer song. Could also be a favorite. Authority, a, another one that could be a favorite. SMP, which is Skiers Must Perish, which was another one that was had some very, very heavy parts in that. The last time... Living life and freedom. Uh, again, I'm, I have the urge to say all the lyrics. Chris Caton, you called me Satan. Every there are how many songs on this? 14, 15, 3, 6, 9, 12, 14 songs on this. Take your pick. 
any of them would be my favorite. What do you, what do you think about that, that I call this an, an all-time top ten album? Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm stupid. Tell me I'm incorrect. But I will disagree. I love Goldfinger hang-ups. And, and cool album cover, too. Kind of a double meaning. Um, John Feldman uh, was a man. You, you almost felt bad for the guy. The guy's heart was broken, I think, for, for most of the, especially in the early days of Goldfinger. But good, good for everybody else because we got some great music out of it. Hang-ups was, I guess, the double meaning. You hang up the phone and you're hanging from the noose because you're in such a... Uh, such a state of depression because your girlfriend broke up with you or was, uh, was cheating on you or something like that. But man, oh man, I'm going to say this again. I'm going to use that expression, man, oh man, for two albums in a row. That means it's good. Goldfinger hangups. If you don't, uh, know this, if you don't have it, go listen to it. What else can I say? Um, after hangups, I don't have it with me now and I wish I did and I don't know why because it's another one that was just as good as hangups. This one was called Peculiar Named, Peculiarly Named Darren's Coconut Ass, live from Omaha. Darren is Darren Pfeiffer, the drummer, and it wasn't live. Uh, they called it Live from Omaha. I, I think that one I had, it was an EP, it was eight songs, and it was all covers. I didn't know, I don't think I had any idea that it was coming out. I just saw one day in the record store when it was new, it was under new releases, and I was going to buy anything Goldfinger. I bought it expecting a live album. I put it on and I was actually very pleasantly surprised. I knew, I knew it was covers, I guess. I'm sure I looked at the track listing, but, um, I was much happier that it was, that it was a covers album than, uh, than a live album. They did, uh, it was an eight song EP. Ah, if I can remember, this was another, man, you, you thought I listened to these other two a lot. Uh, Darren's Coconut Ass, I listened to maybe even more. Um, they did uh, Just Like Heaven by The Cure, Is She Really Going Out With Him by Joe Jackson, Down Presser Man, Peter Tosh, Feel Like Making Love, Bad Company, Men in the Suitcase, The Police, You Say Don't Love Me, Buzzcocks, The Kids Are All Right by The Who, and Nightclub by The Specials. I got I got all eight of them. I loved it, and I'm, I'm not, I wasn't a big fan of any of those bands except The Who, and spoiler alert, I'm going to be doing The Who discography at some point. I'm going to go through all the Who albums. So um, the the only song I guess that I really knew, no, no, that's not true. The only the only band that I was a fan of was the Who. I knew Is She Really Going Out With Him by Joe Jackson. That was a big radio song in the 80s when I was a kid. I heard it all the time. And what was the other one I knew? Oh, Feel Like Making Love, of course, was a, a rock, classic rock staple back then. Um, and kind of funny that... Um, Kids Are Alright is not one of my favorite songs on that album, but one of my favorite of the original albums. Uh, again, I listened to that constantly. That came out in 99. I even liked it so much to the point when that, that in 1999, this, this is when CD burners were new. If anybody remembers uh, CD burners, probably if you're watching this, and I know there's not very many, you're old like me, I'm 50, you remember CD burners that were really cool for about a year or two. And I and I was using Napster. If anybody remembers Napster, it's impossible to think of Napster without thinking of Metallica. I went and downloaded the the eight original versions of the the cover songs that were on Darren's Coconut Ass, and I made my own mix CD of the and I I even I made artwork for it and everything. I printed it, I put it together, and I called it Goldfinger versus everybody else. So I had all the original versions and the gold. So I had uh, just like Heaven by The Cure and then just like Heaven by Goldfinger, etc. Ooh, I was so cool. 
And uh, it sounds like something a teenager do, but man, I was 29 years old at the time and I was still doing that. It was cool to make your own mixed CDs back then. And I'm going to talk about this quickly. This was, uh, no, I'll talk about that later. Um, so yeah, Darren's, Darren's, go, uh, Darren's Coconut Ass, the, the cover album, I loved it. Um, one of the, I, I would put that up against the, up with the other two Goldfinger albums that I talked about. So for, for, and I would even say, cause something else just popped into my head. I, I've said when I did this with Metallica that the Garage Days, the 5980P is the greatest EP ever. This is number two. I think, uh, Darren's Coconut Ass for me, just off the top of my head, I can't think of another EP that I listened to as much as I listen to Darren's Coconut Ass. Man, oh man, what a, there are three times in a row, man, oh man. I gotta stop saying that. Who wants to be repetitive? And, uh, yeah, so Darren's Coconut Ass. I would say my, my number two EP of all time. And, and a, a great example of, a, uh, how covers should be done. And something else, I'll, I'll go off a little bit and talk about Goldfinger in general as a, as a cover band. I've, I've mentioned this before when I did Anthrax and Metallica. Those three, uh, Anthrax, Metallica, and Goldfinger, for me, those three are the best cover bands ever. Uh, at least recording. Pearl Jam is great too. Pearl Jam didn't record too many covers. They played them all live. But they, Pearl Jam did great covers. But for, for recordings, um, Goldfinger, Metallica, and Anthrax are, are just the best. It's not too many bands that can do. Cause they, I think what was great about all of them, mostly was they, they, they took songs that weren't necessarily in their style. Um, you know, none of these Goldfingers, well, is she really going out with, nah, let's say, um, Kids Are Alright or Feel Like Making Love. Those are not, I mean, the original versions, that's not Goldfinger style. They, they, you would never guess that they had an influence on Goldfinger, but Goldfinger took those songs and made them sound like they had written them themselves. So if you, um, if you liked Goldfinger and then heard these, there's no reason why you wouldn't like them. And then maybe if you went back and listened to the originals, maybe you wouldn't like those because they're not Goldfinger style, if I'm making any sense. Uh, so Darren's Coconuts, yes. Next one was, uh, this was, and I know I'm getting a reflection here, so I'll try to do this. This was uh, Stomping Ground. This came out in 2000. Um, th this was the first time, I, I wasn't disappointed in this album. But this is the first album that every, there were a few songs that were just okay. This kind of reminded me of, uh, of how I felt about the Black album. I, I was a huge Metallica fan going back to Kill 'em All. So Kill 'em All, uh, Ride the Lightning, uh, Master of Puppets, Justice for All, Untouchable, and then Master of Puppets, uh, Black album was the first one that I loved it. It was, it was, a, had some, some of their best songs, but a, a couple of that were not favorites. This is kind of like this. Um, this one had, ah, I don't, this, this was more, I probably should have liked this more. This was more up my alley. I, I'm a, basically a metal guy and this, there was really no ska on this. Was there? Uh, I don't know, but I don't think any horns. This was more, a little bit more punk or punk rock, a little bit heavier. Although I would never call Goldfinger a heavier band or a heavy band. Still some, some of my favorite Goldfinger songs are on this album. Uh, the first two are great. I'm down and pick a fight. Counting the days. Again, it's a single, but it, it's, a again, one of my favorite songs on this album for sure. Bro is another one that I mentioned that like they did on, uh, uh, on Skiers Must Perish and 
the, the end or the middle part of uh, If Only on, on uh, Hang Ups. Very, very heavy. They just went into metal mode. Very, very brief. I like that. Uh, San Simeon is a great song. It has a really cool... It, it's about San Simeon, which I had never heard of before, but it's a place in California. To me, it has like a, the guitars that very have a, have a very tropical feel, like a Hawaiian feel. Great song, San Simeon. Uh, wherever I go, uh, wherever I go, my mind will always be San Simeon. Excellent song. And sorry for my singing. Um, Margaret Ann is another one. Amazing. The, the, um, Really, really cool kind of clean guitar and with some acoustic guitar in there too. Get Away. Ah, maybe Get Away uh, might be might be my favorite. And uh, Margaret Ann, Counting the Days, I'm Down, Pick a Fight. Any of those could be my favorite. Um, now they did, I guess what was uh, maybe most notable about, about this album was they did a cover of uh, 99 Red Balloons by Nana was her name. I can't remember. Uh, it was a kind of a, a pretty, I think it became the cover, I, I mean the, the original song, 99 Red Balloons, which came out in 83 or 84, something I, around there, I remember it very well when I was a kid or a teenager. And so they did a cover of that, which was, a, I think, a fairly big hit for them. Uh, and it was pretty good. Uh, again, they did a great job with covers. It was, uh, I mean, you knew it was the original song, but they also... Goldfingerized it. If I can turn Goldfinger into a verb, I would say they Goldfingerized it. So, but a couple of songs on here just never caught on with me. Um, the End of the Day, that had some metal parts too. They even mentioned John Feldman in the lyrics says, uh, uh, if I want to play metal, it's about kind of doing what you want. He says, if I want to play metal in uh, The End of the Day, Don't Say Goodbye, that, that was never, that was never a favorite. You think it's a joke, forgiveness. Fine songs, but not not favorites like uh, like Hang Ups or uh, the first album. But uh, overall, this is their their most. Uh, if you, if you like more straight ahead punk rock and not ska, because uh, I know a lot of people don't like ska, um, a lot of people hate it. That's that's the one to get. I don't know why I'm talking about this. Nobody ever takes recommendations, especially these days. But uh, yeah, so Stomping Ground, much more of a, a positive album. I, I love it much more than I dislike it for sure. I hope I didn't come across as sounding like I didn't like it because I do. I like it a lot. Moving on to 2002. This was Open Your Eyes. This was a little bit different. Charlie Paulson, the guitarist, had left Goldfinger and he was replaced on this album. Although I'm not sure if he played on a guy called uh, Brian Arthur. Uh, who played in a band called Unloco. I'm not sure if he was credited on this, credited on this album, but I'm not sure if it's one of those situations where, you know, like with the, the Ire of a Madman, they showed, uh, Rudy Sarzo and, uh, Tommy Aldridge, but it was actually, um, Bob Daisley and Lee Kerslake playing the bass and drums. So I'm not sure if this was, if Brian Arthur played on this album or not. I don't care. You know why? Because I love this album. I liked it much, much better than, um, than Stomping Ground. This, this was a great album, but something did start to be a little bit different with Goldfinger on this one, which I'll talk about uh, as I continue. Uh, this, I like this, as I said, yeah, better than Stomping Ground. This was um, not as much as Hang Ups. And it's kind of funny. We People have a tendency to always compare, when you're talking about music, to compare it to the last one before it, which is, I, I try not to do that. And it, it's kind of pointless because you think, well, if it's good, it's good, or if it's bad, it's bad. 
It doesn't really matter if it's good compared to the last one or bad compared to the last one. It's just good or bad. I'm going to do that today. I'm going to contradict myself, but that's because I'm going in the, in the linear discography. So I, I like this. For me, this was great because I love Stomping Ground. I mean, I, I didn't love Stomping Ground. Um, but one, one thing, and at the time I didn't really notice, but in retrospect for the albums that came after this, this is when they started, um, and, uh, let me, let me take a look at the liner notes. This is when they started, two things changed here. In addition to Charlie Paulson being gone, there were a couple of other changes. This, this is where Goldfinger started to employ or enlist outside writers and, and have guest, guest spots. Um, I'm not sure. I think the guy from, uh, uh, what was that band called? Good Charlotte sang on a couple of songs. And I never liked Good Charlotte, and I still don't. And uh, I can't, I don't see it in the liner notes. Um, but yeah, at, at the time it was fine, but but they continued this, and I think I'll talk about that more later. Do I have... Uh, no, I, I don't see it in the in the liner notes. Is it on the back? No, anyway, um, no, but this is an excellent album. Man, I love this album. Uh, the other thing that, that changed a little bit with this, and it, it didn't bother me at the time, but again, in retrospect, this was kind of the beginning of, of a big change for Goldfinger, was uh, at some point, I don't know when, John Feldman, maybe it was even when, when by the time their first album was out, John, John Feldman became uh, a, a vegan. He... Um, he, he and I that's very good. He was a vegan and he was all for animal rights and animal welfare and everything. Now this album was the first one. Now you don't notice it really in the music or on the the album cover or anything, but in the liner notes, there you know he they they mentioned I guess he mentioned there was a lot of animal you know animal cruelty stuff. The number of people who will starve to death this year, and then they put the number number of people who would be adequately fed. If Americans reduce their intake of meat, uh, amount that you reduce, you reduce your risk of heart attack by reducing your consumption of meat. Uh, most common death in the U.S. is heart attack. Uh, so all the uh, McDonald's, uh, all, all of these things about McDonald's. And if you just if you just listen to it, you're not going to know. This is in the liner notes. That it bothered me a little bit. To, I mean, good for him that he was like that. And I guess also good for him that he's trying to. To, pro to promote it, but it, it bothered me a little bit. I, I'm not vegan or even vegetarian, but I'm also not one of these idiots that like uh, taunts vegetarians by, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't do that. That's stupid. So good for John Feldman, but it didn't affect the music at this point. Ah, now getting back to the music, let me talk about it. Um, th this had some, um, again, I, I would say this was more in the style of, uh, of stomping ground. But for me, just just better songs, more consistently better songs. Going home is just a minute and a half. Spokesman is a, a great great song. What 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 happened to dignity? Did it go away again? Just like some worn out trend. Because I still defend emotion. Is that what it is? Don't want to rest. I don't want to breathe. When I want to think about life, when I want to hear about life, don't want a spokesman. I love that song. Uh, classic. One of my top top Goldfinger songs. Open Your Eyes maybe was the, the one that was touched a little bit on, on, uh, 
animal rights and things like that. Although to me, I think open your eyes is more of just like open your eyes to the media, not necessarily to the, the plight of, of animals. Um, dad, uh, was to me a little bit of, lyrically, a little bit of a follow up to, uh, this was it disorder on, uh, hangups. I can't remember dad about his father, dad, I need to tell you, sometimes I want to punch you in the face. The guy's talking about punching his father in the face. Dad, I want to tell you, sometimes I want to slap you in the face, not punch. Sometimes I want to slap you in the face, but dad, I need to tell you if you were gone, I'd miss you from this place. And very heavy parts in that song too. And heavy, heavy lyrically too. Uh, tell me, tell me what it's like to be with you. Tell me what it's like. Tell me what it's like to be with you. Remind me of the things we used to do. Tell me that this time will never end. Tell me what it's like. Tell me again. Uh, Liar was a very short, uh, fast, punky song. Everybody lies what you're gonna do. 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 Hey! That's it. That's the song. Uh, January, I, that might be my, ah, I'll, I'll go through, uh, that could be a favorite here, even though it was the guy from, um, I think the guy from, uh, why do I forget the name, Good Charlotte, Benji or Joel, Joel, sang on that song, January's, uh, maybe one of my top five goldfingers, one of my, maybe, I don't know, now the next song is Happy, Happy, I would say, let's say, uh, favorite song, Spokesman, Happy, January, youth. Um, th those right there could be four of my top five Goldfinger songs. Uh, Spank Bank was another good one. Very funny. Uh, uh, it's about a, going to a porn, porn shop or a porn booth. Spank Bank, if you get it. Um, and they had on this song a, a couple of older songs. There was Radio and the Ted Nugent song. These were, I think these were recorded, uh, I'm not sure if they were on their first EP, the one they did before uh, before the, the debut album in 96, but I had those. I had downloaded those from the Evil Napster in the early 2000s, and the versions on this one were a little bit a little bit different. I, I think in the, in the original Ted Nugent song, not I think, I know, they mentioned Farrah Fawcett. It was um, uh, Farrah Fawcett wearing something something um, and they they said she smokes crack and later there was a version of that it was one of these ones that was around the internet and they beeped out they didn't beep out her name they beeped out she's smoking crack I assume they got some legal advice from somebody and said you can't say that Farrah Fawcett smokes crack and I'm not saying Farrah Fawcett smokes crack I'm just quoting Goldfinger Z Goldfinger and radio, this was a different version of it too. What a, ah, that could be a great, that, that, that could be a favorite too. Radio. This album is full of great songs, songs, songs that you, you hear them once or twice and you can't get them out of your head. They were, uh, they were very happy, but a little bit aggressive too. Fantastic album. Uh, I, I think, uh, this is maybe a little bit of a forgotten album. Open Your Eyes by Goldfinger. I love it. Uh, my concert history with Goldfinger, when I do these discographies, I also mention my, uh, my concert history with these bands. I only ever saw Goldfinger once and it was on this, this tour for Open Your Eyes. I think it was in the summer, was it 2000? It must have been 2002 because the album came out in 2002. They played in Guelph. I lived in Guelph, Ontario at the time, which is a pretty small town and never got concerts. I only, Ice T played there. I saw Ice T there in 93. 
which is mind blowing that somebody that these international bands, Ice T, and then later in in 2002, Goldfinger would come to such a small town, and then Black Label Society played there. I think a few years ago. So I saw Goldfinger at a place in Guelph called Club Denim. Club Denim. Um, I got in free for that. Um, I can't remember how this happened, but the, the drummer, Darren, Darren Pfeiffer, which I also had his two solo albums. Uh, it was uh, Revenge of Chicken McNuggets and Dangerous Darren. I can't remember. Anyway, I had his two solo albums, which I'm not going to talk about. Somehow I, I got in contact with him or his wife at the time. And the the show was sold out. It was full. You, you you couldn't get a ticket at the door. And I met them back in in a parking lot or behind the venue or something. And I talked to them, and they they let me in. It was very very nice of them of uh, of Darren and his wife. And uh, even back then, this was before digital cameras. I I had a camera. I used to take a camera everywhere. And I got some. I guess for at the time, decent pictures. Considering this was. Uh, you know, pre-digital cameras. I got some decent pictures. I remember I got double prints of them and then I mailed them to Darren because he lived in, uh, in Ontario, I think, at the time when I mailed them to him. So, uh, so that, that was the, the only, the one and only time I saw Goldfinger. I've seen maybe 400 concerts, 350, something like that. One of the best I've ever, one of the best live bands I've ever seen was Goldfinger. Um, and Simple Plan opened for them. This was in 2002. Simple Plan. I don't know if anybody knew who they were. I was 32 at this point, so I was not in touch with what, I guess, bands like Goldfinger and, and especially Simple Plan were doing. Uh, it was a pretty young crowd, but I had never heard of Simple Plan at that point, and then, you know, sometime later they became huge. So I saw Simple Plan open for Goldfinger. Yeah, one of the, the, the most energetic bands, for sure, that I've ever seen live. Truck Fighters, I've seen Truck Fighters a couple of times. They're pretty close when it comes to just pure energy and just unbelievable, uh, you know, craziness, mayhem on stage, or mayhem, like Polly Walnut says. Uh, now, the only thing I didn't like about Goldfinger Live was I think they only played for 45 or 50 minutes, and they were the headliner. You know, they, they probably played about 20 songs then, because their songs are very short. And maybe maybe because they're so energetic, maybe they just couldn't play for, for any longer. Uh, but anyway, I, I have great memories of that uh, Goldfinger show in, in Guelph at Club Denim, my one and only time that I saw Goldfinger. Um, now, I don't have this one, but uh, what, let me check the order. Yeah, I'll do this one first. In, in 2005, they, um, they, Goldfinger released an album called Disconnection Notice. I bought it the day it came out. I think by this time, the internet was, everybody was pretty much on the internet. And it was catching on at that point. I think earlier in 2000, later in, late in 2004, I think, they released some songs on MySpace. Remember MySpace? And they released, it was, um, My Everything. Now I'll have to, uh, to go to my, to check this because I don't have the, uh, the, the album or the CD with me. So I'll need to check this. Yeah, they, they did My Everything was what they released. That what I, this is one of my, most hated albums ever. Disconnection Knows by Goldfinger. Um, maybe not most hated, most disappointing. After they'd been so great for, for so long for me, this is just a massive disappointment. And I think part of that was because for the two reasons that I mentioned earlier with um, Open Your Eyes, they, they had outside uh, songwriters and I think songwriters and at least, you know, these songs that... that 
featuring. You know, it's 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 not just Jay Z. It's Jay Z featuring two guys, and you know, and it, it I I just didn't like it that they had. Looking at it now, my everything featuring this guy, wasted featuring this guy, ocean size featuring this guy. Behind the Mask featuring this guy and I Want featuring this guy. Those those were five songs and it just uh, mentally or, or subconsciously, it just turned me off to know that the Goldfinger was becoming like an ensemble when I wanted them to just be Goldfinger. And uh, Brian, Brian Arthur, I think he was on this one too. I think Charlie Paulson came back after this album. But... Uh, and I don't know if that if that was the reason why I didn't like these songs. And also, they they got for me at this point they were very very preachy with the um, the uh, the vegan stance. It, it I they they it, I felt like, and I'm responsible for my own, my own feelings, so I can't say they made me feel like this. But I started to feel like I like what should I feel guilty if I listen to Goldfinger and I also eat meat. Yeah, that, that really turned me off. But, I mean, there are some, some good songs on here. My Everything is pretty good. Wasted is a great song. Wasted is, is for sure my favorite song on this album. Um, Ocean Size, that's a good one too. Uncomfortable. No, maybe Uncomfortable and Wasted are two of my favorites. Um, other than that, to be honest, a lot of these songs I don't even... I mean, I recognize them as titles, but I, I can't even imagine how they go. This album did not get a lot of play with me. Too Many Nights, no idea. Damaged, no idea. Behind the Mask, no idea. I Want, no idea. Iron Fist, I think Iron Fist unfortunately wasn't a Motorhead cover because I'm a massive Motorhead fan. I have a giant uh, Motorhead tattoo on my leg here, so that would have been great if, uh, if Goldfinger had done a cover of Iron Fist. But I think Iron Fist was a, a really pro-vegan or anti-meat-eater song, something like that. I, I could be wrong. I don't remember. But I didn't like it much. Walk Away, I don't remember. Faith, I don't I don't remember. So there is how many songs? One, two, three, four, five, six. It looks like seven songs that I can't even remember from this album. That's why i got to look at notes. Stalker was the last song. Stalker was good. Stalker was a good Goldfinger song. It was fun. It sounded... In my opinion, how how it, it reminded me of the Goldfinger that I liked. If this had been their first album, I probably never would have listened to them ever again based on this one. Um, they had three bonus songs on this one on the Japanese version, which I didn't have the Japanese version. But again, with the internet, you go you go back and you download things. Uh, time, find a way, and get by. Those songs were okay. Find a way, find a way. Yeah, that was that was a pretty good song. So of the, of the 15 songs, if you include the Japanese versions here, of those 15 songs, I can only remember one, two, three, four, five of them. Well, and then the bonus tracks, at least five out of the 12 from the main album, that's all I remember. Although, at least, they were, they were good songs. At least three of them were fantastic songs. So yeah, major disappointment. For me, this is... Uh, this is Saint Anger for me, or this is uh, Music from the Elder as a Kiss reference. This this was the album that that uh, Goldfinger kind of lost me. Um, ah, what can you say? And then the, I guess they, uh, I think they were gone for a while. Then in 2008, now for me there was a big change in my life between disconnection notice and ah, and something else, maybe a little thing subconsciously. I think I talked about this. You could apply this 
to Metallica and maybe a few other bands, I think subconsciously when a band has a very identifiable logo that they use for every album, Pearl Jam doesn't have, Pearl Jam doesn't have a traditional or a classic logo. They, they have a different logo for every album. But Goldfinger had a, a great logo. They had it from, from the beginning up until this is the first one that they didn't have, that they didn't have it. And I, I think subconsciously you, you kind of maybe change your, it, it changes maybe the way you look at them. I know that's not exactly true and there are going to be people that, that think I'm full of shit, but to me, when, when, uh, you know, Load didn't have the, the classic Metallica logo, they, the logo. They changed a new one. You could even apply it to sports teams. Sports teams, you know, the Milwaukee Brewers brought back their old logo some, some, a couple of years ago after having a bad logo for, I don't know, the, most of the 2000s. And, um, the Blue Jays too. And so I, I think maybe subconsciously when, when I saw that Goldfinger album cover, and it, it was it was more serious the cover of this disconnection notice I can't even remember what it was was it uh, it looked militant or something I I just didn't like it so maybe subconsciously I was not meant to like that album so um so yeah in 2005 disconnection notice I moved to Mexico in 2006 and then in 2008 they came out with uh, their next album was called Hello Destiny. Now they did bring back the uh, the classic logo so that was that was a good start. The, the artwork for the album was very clearly, clearly a throwback to the first album. So they, I was on, on board with them right away. And then I heard the album. And I, I, I did like, I do like, I did and I still do like it better than Disconnection Notice. It is, I would say, much better, but it's still, it, it never, um, maybe I just had, maybe it's, you shouldn't really expect too much, um, once you really like a band. But yeah, um, what is this album called? Hello Destiny. It, it was okay. The let's let's go by this one by one. One more time. That was a good song. Get up was pretty good. Again, kind of anthemic. Um, goodbye. Don't say goodbye. Was it that one? Without me, I don't even know that one. If I'm not right, or I think it was also called uh, the only one. That's a great Goldfinger album. I would put that in my top ten. I realize my top ten Goldfinger songs are more than ten. But if I'm not right or the only one, whatever you want to call it, uh, it says if I'm not right here, but I remember it being the only one. Um, I never did buy this because by that point, as I said, I lived in Mexico and I had kind of stopped buying CDs. I was kind of slowly switching to digital music and it was very hard to, uh, to find CDs here in Mexico. You, you could find Metallica or Pearl Jam or Iron Maiden. I think it was pretty hard to find a Goldfinger CD. And if you did, they were very expensive. And if I ordered it from Amazon or online, it was expensive to ship to Mexico. So I never did buy Hello Destiny, but I I, I listened to it a lot. Uh, How do you do it? That's a good song. Very good Goldfinger song there. Um, this is another song, uh, Free Kevin Jonas. That song really, really bothered me. I had never heard of this guy. They had, they had put out Free Kevin Jonas earlier. I think it was a, like a downloadable track from their MySpace or something. And I think this, this version on Hello Destiny was a little bit different. I'd never heard of this guy, Kevin Jonas, before. But it, it was, it, it turned out, I, I Googled him and it turned out that uh, I guess this guy, Kevin Jonas, was a, like a really militant, extreme animal rights activist to the point where and I, I don't know anything about this guy. I haven't read about him since, I guess, 2008. 
I just remember when I read about him, I thought, this guy, whatever he got, if he's in jail or whatever, he deserves it. He shouldn't be free. He seemed like a, I think it's too strong to say a terrorist, but the guy sounded like a, he had the right idea, you know, of the animal welfare, but um, this guy did some, I don't remember any details at all, but he did some really, really stupid and very illegal things. And I did, I guess I didn't like that, that Goldfinger or John Feldman were, in my opinion, seemed to be glorifying him. I didn't like that at all. And just the song I didn't really care for. And there was a, a hidden song called Julian, which was uh, about John Feldman's son, um, which was a, a very quiet, kind of mellow, ballady, a, a song for your kid. Nothing wrong with it. Um, so this one, how many songs do I not know? Without Me, War is Too. Charlie Paulson was back for this album, by the way. Which was also, uh, Goldfinger had all the things going for them. And I'll put that down for a minute. Um, about Charlie Paulson coming back, it, I guess as time went on, it became obvious that John Feldman was Goldfinger. This is similar with, um, I guess nobody's going to know who this is, but Jason Beeler with Saigon Kick. And, um, I don't know who else is like that. Now they, they have the band. I don't know how much Darren Pfeiffer or Charlie Paulson or, uh, Kelly Lemieux or before him, um, uh, what was the name, the original bass player? Simon, can't remember. Simon, the bass, original bass player. Uh, I don't know how much they contributed. Maybe it was nothing, maybe it was a lot. But, and this, this reminds me of Dave Lombardo with Slayer. He left Slayer and everybody was angry, or fans, you know, they said, oh, Dave Lombardo's the best, which I can't argue with. And they hated Paul Bostoff and because of the albums that he played on, it wasn't as good. And then when Dave Lombardo came back to Slayer for Christ Illusion, Everybody was freaking out, saying that this is going to be, not that it was, because this was before it came out, that this was going to be the best Slayer album because Dave Lombardo was back, which I didn't really, I actually, I didn't understand, and I totally disagree with. Dave Lombardo never wrote, and I talked about this when I when I did Slayer's discography, Dave Lombardo never wrote one note of music in Slayer. So for him coming back, I don't know how big a deal that was. And it, maybe it's the same with Charlie, Charlie Paulson, but I guess it's good that you, when you hear one of the original guys or the important guys is back. So I thought, all right, Charlie Paulson is back. And, and then when I saw the artwork and the logo, everything was back to normal. And so again, not as disappointing as disconnection notice and sorry for jumping around. Um, but yeah, so going back, the songs that I didn't know, that I don't know, Without Me, War, Bury Me, Not Amused, Handjobs for Jesus, so at least five songs, I, I just, I have no memory of them. I, and I listened to them. I haven't listened to this album for a long, long time. I should have listened to it before I did this, so I could have been more prepared. Now, they also had uh, some um, bonus songs on this one. The bonus songs were great. This was, I guess, in the early days of iTunes, when you could get bonus songs uh, if you downloaded it from iTunes. Uh, one was, a, I guess, an iTunes bonus track. The other one were Japanese Smile, Smile is, is better than, than any of those songs that I mentioned, the five that I can't remember. That's a great song. Smile, the bonus track was great. And Windows, which was one of the other bonus songs, that's also great. Now I know why people jump out of their windows. Um, very beautiful song that is, Windows. So to me, I, I, for whatever this is worth, I, I would have, I think it would have been a better album. There's people who think Smile and Windows suck. And there's people that think uh, Not Amused and Bury Me are great. I would have liked this album better if they had had Smile and Windows. 
on the main album and then put hand jobs for Jesus and without me as bonus tracks. That's what I think. Sometimes, you know, the track sequencing of an album can be very important. Not these days because everybody just makes playlists, but, and I guess you, you can, you can do that with this. So again, this album was, was not the best for me. Um, yeah, so, and that was, that was 2008. Now, many, many years passed, and I, I think Goldfinger had broken up. In maybe 2015, they put out a song called Am I Deaf? Uh, I think it was released on, again, I don't know if it was my, no, it wouldn't have been MySpace at that time, uh, Bandcamp or Facebook or something. I, I downloaded that song when it came out. I listened to it a couple of times when it came out. Haven't listened to it for years. It just didn't, uh, didn't, didn't resonate with me. It didn't catch on. Then, and, and I think that was supposed to be the sign of a new album. Then their, the new album finally came out years later. I think two years later. And it was called The Knife. And I, I can't even say it was disappointing to me because at this point I didn't have any expectations for Goldfinger. They had kind of lost me with, uh, um, Disconnection Notice and Hello Destiny. Although I'm not one of the, the, the people that, uh, you know, a lot of people, like, they, when Load came out, or the, I'm using Metallica a lot, when these albums came out that people thought sucked, for some reason a lot of people also want to denounce all their, their old stuff. Not me, I'll still say that these, these, uh, first, whatever, four, five, if you include Darren's Coconut Ass, those albums are, are as good as anything. I'll always love those albums. And same with Kiss, 70s Kiss, the, the lousiness of, uh, some 80s Kiss albums doesn't detract at all from the greatness of the 70s album. So uh, they, they put out this album in 1917. In 2017, and it was called The Knife. I couldn't care less about The Knife. I did download it. I listened to it. And I, I didn't dislike it, but I just... I, I thought, man, what happened to Goldfinger? Goldfinger used to be... You know, one of my favorite bands, as I said, for me, they were my band in the 90s, along with Saigon Kick, and the other band I'm going to talk about soon. Um, so I, I listened to this, and I, this one I really have to go back and look at the track listing. I remember there was a song on here called Tequila Sunrise that was okay, and Orthodontist Girl, which I guess was maybe the closest one. It had that Goldfinger humor and... and Playfulness to it. Uh, Am I Deaf was on here again, but it was a, they re-recorded it. It was a different version. Uh, Tijuana Sunrise, I guess, was another one. That, that was a, a pretty good Goldfinger song. Um, and Orthodontist. But again, with the featuring, I'm looking at this now. One, two, three. Guy from 21 Pilots. Four. Four songs had featuring. And again, I, I want Goldfinger. I don't want featuring... I don't want outside writers. And on this one, this was totally different. At this point, this was John Feldman's show. Uh, Darren Pfeiffer was gone. Kelly Lemieux was gone. Uh, Charlie Paulson, I think, was gone again, but I think he's come back maybe in the last year or something. And so to me, this is the John Feldman show. And that's, this is what I was talking about earlier. Even though maybe he, he, not maybe, he was the main guy all along in Goldfinger. Uh, I don't know what changed. Maybe he just, didn't, the songs he wrote just weren't, I can't say weren't as good, that they weren't as good for me. I didn't like this much. I'm, there are people I'm sure who think The Knife is the best Goldfinger album. I'm definitely not one of them. And so I don't, they, they just, he, John Feldman had a, a bunch of 
I don't know if they're hired hands. Travis Barker played the drums on this, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I don't know if he played on every song. He's credited with drums. And a couple of guys I'd never heard of before. Mike Herrera, who I don't know who he is. And Philip Sneed, I don't know who he is. So to me, this this was just a John Feldman solo album more than a Goldfinger album. Very, very disappointing. Uh, and every time I do these these videos and I talk about bands, there's, there's always at least one album that I say, oh, I forgot about that album, I should go back. So maybe I'll go back and listen to this again. It's been three years since I listened to this. This album came out in 2017. So maybe it's time to give it uh, a listen again. I don't know. Um, now going back to, uh, I'll go back a little bit to my concert history. Goldfinger played in Mexico City in 2008 or 2009. I didn't go. Uh, I think it was in it was in November for sure. I just don't know if it was 2008 or 2009. Uh, I had to work, and I, I think I couldn't get the day off work, or I didn't want to lose the money or something. And it was tickets were expensive. When a lot of these bands come to Mexico, the tickets are expensive relative to the cost of living. Um, something really noteworthy about that, the thing I remember was there was a plane crash in Mexico City that night, the night of the Goldfinger concert, uh, a plane crash. There was a private plane carrying, um, he was like the Minister of Defense or the Secretary of Defense, something like that. So I always have that association, Goldfinger, playing in Mexico City that I didn't go to and I, I kind of wish I had now. I guess it doesn't matter. But uh, so that was the end of, uh, of Goldfinger's Studio discography. Now I've got a, a couple of, uh, a few additions here as I briefly showed earlier. In the days of, um, compilation albums when, when, uh, CD burners were cool, you could make your own. So, so I, I made this one. I made my own artwork and everything and it was pretty cool. And, uh, these were, these were my favorite Goldfinger songs. This was up to, uh, this was up to open your eyes, yeah. So I, I think I've, I've got 25 songs here. Nothing to prove, Authority, Nightclub, Pick a Fight, Radio, If Only, Just Like Heaven, I'm Down, Youth, Stay, Is She Really Going Out With Him, Margaret Ann, January, Only a Day, Carlita, Get Away, Spokesman, Here in Your Bedroom, My Head, Downpresser Man, Happy, Miles Away, This is the Only Place More Today Than Yesterday, Counting the Days. That's, I guess, those are the, the 25 songs that I picked as my favorite Goldfinger songs. I guess it was about... Four, maybe, I guess it was five from every every album, including Darren's, Darren's Coconut House. So that, that was just my own little competition, comp, compilation. It wasn't a competition. Don't go try to buy this. You won't find it. And the last official Goldfinger one that I'll show, at least CD, this was, uh, you can see the best of Goldfinger. Compilations at this point, I think this came out in 2004 or 2005. This, this was, as I mentioned, why would I buy this when I could make my own compilation, which you could at that point. I talked about this with Rat, uh, that Rat 8191, the hits compilation, and um, what was the other one I talked about? Uh, I can't remember, but back then, compilations were cool, before CD burners, because you could have all the songs in one collection. Instead of taking five Goldfinger CDs, in your car, you could just take take something like this. Although at this point, this was 2004 or five, there was kind of no point. The reason I bought this was because it had it was a, a double. It was a, a one a, a CD with all the songs and a DVD, uh, which was so that was pretty cool. So that's that's why I bought this. 
I don't remember anything about this. I Obviously, I watched it at the time. This also had a couple of unreleased songs on it. It had Vintage Queen and Hopeless. Oh, and Rio. Rio, ah, I forgot. Rio was another great cover they did. It was on a Duran Duran tribute album. And that's that's a great example of the, what I mentioned earlier, the, the earlier, the Goldfinger covers. They took a, a pop song, a very Duran Duran 80s pop song, and they made it into a great Goldfinger song. And they even threw in a little bit of Dio in there. His, instead of her name is Rio, his name is Dio, Ronnie James Dio. That that was really cool. That, that was a great cover. Rio is excellent. Uh, they also did a cover of um, More Today Than Yesterday, which is, ah, I forgot. I could maybe count that as one of my favorite Goldfinger songs. That was on some soundtrack. Meet the Deedles or The Waterboy or something like that. But More Today Than Yesterday was a great one. Um, they had good B-sides and covers, Goldfinger did. So this one, um, not too much to say about this. This was uh, Here in Your Bedroom, Mabel, Miles Away, Superman, If Only. This Only Place, Just Like Heaven, Counting the Days. Strange that they put a cover song on a compilation. I guess then they have to pay royalties twice. Counting the Days, San Simeon. I don't know if that's true or not. 99 Red Balloons, another cover. Tell Me, Open Your Eyes, Spokesman. The Innocent, which was a new song. That was, that was, I think they also did that with the guy from, uh, from Good Charlotte. I remember it this time. Madden. Joel or, or Benji. And it was about, it was a September 11th kind of tribute, uh, something like that. So there were, yeah, The Innocent, Vintage Queen, Hopeless, and Rio. Um, maybe Vintage Queen and Hopeless. I can't remember where they were released. But anyway, so this, this was a not bad compilation. Kind of, the only reason I bought this was for the DVD. And last, Speaking of DVDs, I haven't, this is the first time I've done this in one of these videos just because I'm looking for a way to extend it. Uh, I have this Goldfinger DVD. This was live at the House of Blues in, I think it was in San Diego, July 2013. Sorry, July 2003. It says live at the House of Blues, but there are House of Blues everywhere. Um, I want to say it was House of Blues San Diego, but I could be very wrong. Somebody, somebody tell me. I'm, I'll, I'll look it up after. So this was cool. Now this was, as I mentioned earlier with Goldfinger Live, they only, they only did 14 songs, which Goldfinger songs are like, a lot of them are a minute and a half, two minutes. So th this was a really, really short show. Question, counting the days, tell me here in your bedroom, send Simeon, open your eyes, Wayne Gretzky, the only man I'd have sex with, Mabel, Ted Nugent, Superman, if only, my girlfriend's shower sucks, miles away, one of my favorites. And 99 Red Balloons, and it had, uh, I think the band do commentary on this. Yeah, there was a band commentary as a special feature, which I think was just them kind of goofing around. Uh, Multi-angle, you could change the camera angle so you get to play director and some other stuff. So, uh, I haven't watched this for a long, long time. Maybe I should, uh, maybe I should check this out. Anyway, that's all. Goldfinger, that's it. I made it through Goldfinger. This is episode 13, 14, something like that. I'm, I keep extending this. I keep thinking of bands that, oh, why didn't I talk about that band? As I mentioned, I'm going to do The Who. Uh, and I think I have three other, three more after that. I keep thinking, oh, I forgot about this band. I love this album. I have all their CDs. I'm going to talk about them. So uh, at least four more episodes. So there's your either your warning or your uh, whatever, whatever the the positive word is for that. So four more coming up. Next week will be, mm -hmm. and then maybe after that I'll do, mm -hmm. 
and then maybe, mm-hmm, I'm not sure of the order, but those, those four will come up. Uh, that's all for today. I'm getting a, a bad back from standing in one place. I need to, to shift my weight more when I do these videos. I'm 50 years old, and I get a bad back sometimes if I stand in place. I shouldn't say that. I'm making myself look like a feeble old man, but I'm not. So that's it for Goldfinger. Uh, if you watch this, thanks. If comments, blah, 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 like, subscribe, ring the bell. The bell is over here, over here, down here. I'm not sure. Do whatever you want. Tell your friends and neighbors. But thanks for watching and see ya.